I first met my next guests in London at the ICAD conference, um, and we had uh, had done a podcast there, but the file got corrupted. The sound was no good, and it was very loud. And one of the things about this guest is that I want you parents to really focus on what she's saying, because we are going to address the most common problem, the easiest solution, something that is going to truly take the experience that you are having, the negativity, the frustration, the sleepless nights, um, and get it, um, get it uh, uh, dealt with in such a way that um, you will be able to make immediate changes in your experience. And that's, that's what I'm looking for. That's what I believe Viola Edward came to the table with is things that can change your experience immediately. And you know, at the, the end of each podcast, I talk about self care. We have to get to the alpha of self care, the absolute very beginning back to basics. And that's what we're going to be talking to Viola about. Thank you for joining me today on Beyond Risk and Back. My name is Aaron Huey. I am your host and my guest today is Viola Edward. Viola, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to our parents here on Beyond Risk and Back. Thank you. It's my pleasure. It's my pleasure. Always, whatever I can do for parents, I'm here to support you. So you have to tell me where this phenomenal accent is from. Yes. Well, I have a mix. I'm Venezuelan. But before being Venezuelan, I was from Middle East. I was born in Kirkuk, Iraq, and lived there just four years and a half, and then moved to Lebanon and lived there for eight years, and then moved to Venezuela and lived there for 30 years. And now I married a British man, and we live in Cyprus for the last 16 years. I have three stepchildren and four grandchildren who live in France, and God knows where we're going to be next, you know, like... (laughs) moving around and while we're talking right now you're in san diego now i'm in san diego at uh, my dear dear friend's house and uh, yeah i'm here for a week work uh, actually beautiful work with a family uh, very important for families and for parents go into counseling not only in time of crisis but also in time of creativity and um, my friends want their children to have Uh, review their vision and their purpose and also to know um, what changes include in life what does it mean if they are in the career that they have chosen and they are okay with it there is chance to change if they need to change and especially what they are doing while they finding their path in life how they are helping the community what they are doing around them what what's the impact uh, for them in the, into the planet? So as Jane Goodall say, you want it or not, with every action you do, with every breath you take, I'm adding, you will impact, you will impact society, you will impact the planet. It's about you, what kind of impact you want to do. So it's very important to work also with young people about that. You know, we haven't actually talked about what it is you do yet, and but but I want to stray. I want to keep it a mystery for a second because you brought up a point that I think is so amazing. 
where you talked about practicing and training in times of not just times of crisis, but times of creativity. And I truly believe that what you teach, what we're talking about, the, the alpha, the back to basics, is something that you have to do when things are good. You have to do when things are going well, when you're feeling wonderful. That's when you practice so that when things go bad, when you don't feel well, when a crisis happens, you immediately fall back on a new habit. Do you, do you agree with that? Totally, totally. And I don't know if you met Lou Cox at ICANN. He's, he, he practiced in New York. Please take that name. And this is a wonderful, wonderful man and teacher and guide and psychotherapist. Uh, he wrote a book called um, Ego, the Ghost of Our Machinery. And Lou, in this book, he is like, for me, I didn't go through the end of the book because it's so good. Every time I read three pages, I go back to, to underline and to, to, you know, to just breathe them in. Yeah? And one thing he said is that, please don't think that enlightenment is a straight way. There is no such a thing, you know. As we go into our enlightenment, there is many ways that we, we go into the enlightenment because as we progress, we regress. So we have enlightenment, but also we have, he, he created the world enlightenment. So I add to that, that if you know the map, if you know the map for your enlightenment and what is the tools that you need, and here again we come back, into the conscious breathing. When there is a bend, because there is an economic crisis, a member of the family gets ill, we, we look, look what's happening with us Venezuelan, is so many things beyond our choices. Uh, things like this happen. You will know the map for your enlightenment and you don't stay long in the enlightenment. Because if you stay long, very long and you get trapped and victimacy come back is when the spiral can take you down to other situation. And here we are, many of you parents have dealt with children with addiction and many of, of you parents like myself, we've been there ourselves. We know what's what tricky about that. And maybe many of us, we get out of it, but, but it is not, we, we know the road. So how, we create a way, a path, so our children, stepchildren, godchildren, uh, children of our community, children of the world, because they are our responsibility, can find it easier to map it back to their enlightenment road when things hit them toward the enlightenment. Because as we progress, all of us, we regress. So, so we need to progress the least possible. Yes. Yeah, so you, so now you've 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 revealed what it is we're talking about. We're talking about conscious breathing and you talked a lot about enlightenment um, just now. And it is one of the oldest forms of moving towards enlightenment is conscious breathing. And so as parents, as someone who may not practice conscious breathing, 
um, or doesn't know a lot about the practice of conscious breathing, the idea is that you've got to sit quietly for a half hour to 12 hours like the monks do and just focus on your breathing or you have to stare at a cave wall. I mean, we're really talking about a lot of people don't quite understand yeah. I would explain. If, yeah. if, if, because we mix the word breathing and enlightenment, and enlightenment seems so far away to the situation a lot of the parents are in. So what are you talking about when you're talking about conscious breathing and enlightenment? You know, Aaron, something I just loved, 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 I have to say it loud, even when my voice is a little bit, I mean, going through a cold, loved about you and about your program, is that you're there in daily life. So in my mind, in my, when I think about you, I call you the urban uh, podcast enlightenment man, you know, because you're there. You, so it's like, it's like we're talking about urban enlightenment. We're talking about daily life, with, like you do. This is what you do. You go everywhere. You go to many places, homes, many homes, many moms, many dads. In your simple, clear voice, saying how to not only avoid the risk, how to how to look at it, and how to deal with it, and how to go to the root of it. And you, I saw you how you've been working when we were in ICAT. You almost didn't have three minutes free to take a, a, a tea. You know, I remember bringing you water. So we're talking about this. We're talking about this kind of enlightenment. Of course, with all my respect and teachers who, who are in many places, sacred places, are important and they give us also the inspiration to learn and to keep learning and expand. But here, my role, um, I'm with you. I'm just around the corner from you. Now I'm in San Diego. In two weeks' time, I'm in Cyprus. In another three weeks' time, I'm in London, and then I'm in Belgium, and my teamwork are the same. We're just there through the screen, through the podcast, and, and personally with you in our daily life. So we're talking about not to be sitting to meditate all day. It's wonderful when we can have time to do that. But many times, especially you mom, especially you dad, maybe you even don't have half an hour to sit by yourself when you have kids. Sometimes, so they, and I tell you, parents don't feel like they have five seconds. The, the mental health issues that are going on with their kids, the addiction issues that are going on, it feels relentless. It feels that you are under a constant attack, a constant strain, and a constant stress. How much time do you, get, do you take for practice? So what you need to understand is that you, while you're worrying, while you're there, it's already you're breathing. If you feel... If you're awake, it's like you're breathing. So the breathing <coughs> is there with you. What we, what we need is that you become conscious of it. It's like the thought. We're thinking almost, we're thinking all the time. You need a lot of practice to stop the thinking. So you need to be conscious about the way how you're thinking. We're talking all the time. So be conscious about what you're talking. We're doing all the time. I have a, a friend who used to say, Kind of we forget that we're human being, not human doing, or all the time doing. You know, we're human being. So be and focus and catch yourself, yourself when you're thinking in a negative way. Or when you're breathing in an anxious way, 
just take a time and breathe with consciousness. When, look, success, whatever is for you, success. This is a tricky word. I wrote a book in 1999. The name is Breathing the Rhythm of Success. And some people will, will, will react because they think success is just money and fame. Well, why not? But we're not talking about that. We're talking whatever is success for you, you will achieve it if your thought, your breath, and your feeling are dancing at the same rhythm. So, so we're not, we're not zigzagging in our energy. We'll align what I want, what I feel, what I talk, what I dream, what I model is aligned or the closest to be aligned because I'm learning how to be aligned. So this is my message to you. Yeah, so so we're we're talking about literally a moment. You're you're saying that I'm anxious, so I'm breathing shallow. It's, it's high up in my body, I, and that's affecting my emotions and it's affecting my brain. And I want to talk about that more. But you're saying conscious breathing is literally just thinking. You're not telling me to change anything yet. Yeah. You're just saying that I'm realizing that I'm breathing fast. Yeah, but then conscious breathing is to go into breathing consciously, add consciousness into your breathing, and breathe a little bit deeper as much as you can. Because maybe if you are like me, that in the past I was a chain smoker with five pack a day, even if I would want then to put more depth into the breathing, I couldn't because I, need, I needed time to practice. And it took me... Mm, time after I stopped smoking to really get out of these, these what, what I used to call the dog breath, <laughs> shallow, because I was quite damaged from this practice of smoking so much. So maybe you see your neighbor, let's, I, I always, when I teach, and I, I'm with my husband, who's also a breath worker, I show them my breathing and I show them his breathing, who is an athlete who never smoked. And I am a healthy woman, 60 years old, which had a lot of damage in my lung through the years that I smoked. And I said, you see, I'm not trying to breathe like him. He has another body, another structure, another life. What I'm looking is to breathe and go into so much more and better version of myself, comparing from where I started. That is so, such a that's such a tall order. That's such a tall experience, and it makes so much sense, especially for moms, because I believe that so much marketing, so many magazines. You're standing in line at the grocery store. Every magazine is telling women they need to be better. Every commercial on TV is telling women that they need to look at this woman. Look how well she keeps a house. Look how well she does the laundry. Look how well she shops. And women are in a constant state of comparing themselves to another. And you're saying very simply, the conscious breathing aspect is waking up to how you're breathing. Take as deep breath as you can, but then also acknowledging that you are doing you. This is this is the you do you boo. Like <laughs> this is this you know, is you go to the best version of yourself today and tomorrow. Maybe it's going to be even better. And day after tomorrow, maybe it's going to be better. Like, for example, for me, as I told you before, I'm now, now I'm 60. And 
um, in the last three years, I have, um, I got ill. I get hit by a bad pneumonia that I catch don't know where, how, we still don't know, but it was very bad. And since then, after being in the hospital, etc., cetera, uh, for some time, I lost the connection I have with my body because I'm very healthy, the way how I eat, the way how I sleep, etc. But for some time, after the hospital and after they saved my life with the boost of antibiotic that usually I don't take much medication, it took me many months to get my communication back to my body. Through that process, I put some weight on. My body was ups and down. I'm like coming back to my alignment, yeah? My positiveness, even in the hospital, people were amazed how I behave, but still my body got a shock. So now look, I am going around. I model for two uh, I model for two markers. I model the silver hair uh, fashion now, and I'm telling them, wait until I lose the weight to model your, your, your beautiful dresses. And they said, no, we want real women. We want women who's going through process like you're saying you're going. You're going, you have 12, 15 kilos on. Okay, look how you dress. This is what we want. So the idea is not to beat ourselves up. The idea is I know that this overweight for me, it's heavy, it's heavy on my legs. But actually, when I compare my age, my thing with other women of my family, I'm far, far improved in my health and what we have inherited as condition because I'm conscious about what I eat, how I breathe, how I sleep, where I go. Even though, even though our DNA sometimes is, of course, is strong, and even though sometimes we regress, yeah, because we were hit by something a little bit bigger than us. Meanwhile, we cannot be there, victimized. Oh, look what happened to me. No. Healthy people are not the people who never get ill. Healthy people are the people who heal from condition in the best holistic, healthy way. Those are the healthy people. So I'm, I'm wondering, you talked about conscious breathing, eating, and sleeping. What are, what are the like direct benefits of becoming conscious of it. Like, like again, the concept of enlightenment is, it feels really, really far away to a lot of people. So what if, if, if I, I got a, I got a parent listening and they're so stressed out because their kid's been sneaking out and doing drugs and stole the car and you're saying, you're telling them to be conscious about what they're eating, how they're sleeping and how they're breathing. Why? What benefit is the parent going to get? Yes, because look, life will trick us. Like, uh, like the, the child is 12, 13 years old, sneaking out, stealing the car. God knows what he's doing, even stealing money from, you know, is, I mean, whatever we can say now, this is dramatic. We know what's happening around. We're scared. We cannot hide them and keep them inside tight. You know, we, it's, it's a situation that we're going to face so dramatic. So you need to be aware of how you are because crisis is just behind the world, the door. So, and crisis, and we don't know the dimension of that crisis. We don't know if you just have 
of, of your child have just a girlfriend or boyfriend and he, he, he or she want to keep it secret because they need a little bit of, of uh, you know, drama in their life or they are really going into drug or into being into a gang or something. So we don't know. We don't know. We've been hit by many things. So what I say in keep breathing as conscious as you can because you need to be grounded. The parent need to be grounded because when anxiety gets over, then we don't think clearly and we say and do think that maybe later we will regret and it's not going to help anybody anyway. So taking the awareness, let's change the word, the word enlightenment by awareness or consciousness to our daily life, meaning that you, you are as grounded as possible to be able to deal with what life will present you that we don't know what is it. We don't know what is it. If I talk about myself, I, I was three years old, the first child of a family who wanted so much to have children, who, who had two miscarriages before me. And, and when I came, come, I'm so waited for, I'm so loved, I'm so cherished by these two beings who adored me. One day, my dad feel, felt a little bit bad. My mom is pregnant. My dad said, oh, I'm going to the hospital. I, I don't feel very well. So my mom said, I'm coming with you. After 10 minutes, she came back alone. He had a massive heart attack. He was 20 years, 29 years old. He's gone. So we grow up. My sister come into life in this tragic home that just lost this beautiful, sporty music man, um, beautiful man, popular man in the community. No, nobody could believe it. Full of life. So we grow up in this kind of situation, bang, you know, our life comes up and down. And after a year, we, we had to move country. My mom was a foreigner. So, and like that, our life has been like that. So I can imagine that many of you had faced many situations that is beyond you. So keeping the consciousness about what, how you breathe every time you feel your heart, bum, 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 bum. <laughs> You just take consciousness, stand up, sit wherever you are, and take consciousness about your breathing and repeat to yourself, I'm alive. While I'm breathing, I have life. And when there is life, there is possibility. I know now it looks all dark, but I know there is infinite possibilities for me. So you keep your eyes open. You don't have to close your eyes if you're driving and you're anxious because you're going driving to see somebody call you, your child is there or whatever, keep your eyes open, just put attention in the way how you're breathing. And you will see, you will see that slowly, slowly, your mind, instead of being like that, oh my God, oh my God, he's killed, he's, he's trapped. Slowly, 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 you will see that. It's like, it's like the possibility in the brain open up and you will start thinking and feeling many other possibilities and then your feeling and thinking will help you to breathe better and your breathing better help you to think and feel better and then your action in life gonna be more sustained by really what you want by really what it should be the science behind what you're saying is very simply that if you are worried, you're panicked, you're anxious, you're afraid, and you are breathing shallowly, 
You don't have enough breath, which means oxygen, flowing to power all of your brain. So it will only go to the limbic system, the survival part. And you will have limited options. What you're saying is not just some new age woo-woo stuff. This is, this is backed by science. This is, if you breathe deep, you are going to relax. You're going to, you, you, you talk about, and, and for, for the people listening to the podcast, as she was talking about, you know, slowly, slowly opening up and how, and she was moving her hands from a closed position into kind of wide. Imagine a hand fan. A hand fan. But it's closed. And when slowly, slowly it's open, imagine that. That's very good. Very good image. That's yeah. a perfect image, and, and that's, that's how much of your, more of your brain you're using. It's how many more possibilities you're going to be able to see. Okay, let's get into some meat and potatoes here and talk about, can you give us a basic kind of like a level one breathing exercise yeah. that, that, we, that parents can do when they've got the phone call from the school, their daughter has, has a, a threatened suicide, she's locked herself in the bathroom, and you've got to go get her. Yes. So there is an exercise that we call 20 conscious connected breathing. And after that, I'm going to tell you what is then the conscious connected breathing as methodology to really strengthen your body, your lungs, and your being to be able to have better life as a long exercise, one hour breathing exercise. Now we're going to talk about some second exercise that we, we will call 20 conscious connected breathing. And you're gonna do from the nose, always breathing in and out from the nose, unless you have your nose blocked because you've been crying, then you do it from the, from the mouth. But from the nose, so you're gonna breathe, like imagine sh short from the upper chest or middle chest to breathing from the middle chest, you're gonna repeat after me, Aaron. So we're gonna do like this, look. The fifth, we're gonna do it very deep and long. And the breath, the exhale gonna drop gently and slowly. as smooth as you can. And you take it back and you start doing four shorter breathing from mid-chest, yeah? Don't push the exhale, let it be. And let it go. Four sets of these and you stop. So four sets of four from the middle chest and then one long in and out. In, yes, as slow, as long, as paced as you can. Okay. That's going to give you the chance. You can be preparing, catching your back. You don't have to stop. You can be walking. Sometimes I do. I, I have one of those that, that I call the cocktail breathing exercise. You can be 
kind of talking or nodding your head to somebody, but your consciousness is just the breathing and you're doing. Yeah, because you, you're bored, you're, you're furious. They are talking about injustice, but it's the police. You cannot jump. It's the, it's the uh, social services. You just put your consciousness in your breathing. It's like when you do that, you open the space, the radio between action and reaction, it gets bigger. And this is where we have the time to think, to feel, and to act. And this is what we go around schools, teaching children different type of breathing. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to connect you with, with one of my colleagues who lives in Canada, and she, she's leading the program of conscious breathing in classroom. And they are, they have so many different exercises that parents can do and can teach their children who are exposed to bullying or just want to create or just want to do the homework, how to take the conscious breathing to the classroom, how other colleagues are taking it to refugees camp, other colleagues are taking it to, I'm taking it to rehab centers. So the idea is how to learn different exercises in different situations that we are in life. And now a word from our sponsors. As a suicide and abuse survivor, Johnny Crowder spent his formative years searching for resources to help him cope with his mental health issues, ranging from OCD and bipolar disorder to schizophrenia. And after nearly a decade of clinical treatment, volunteer peer counseling, and public advocacy, he now relies on the strategies he shares through Cope Notes to live a happier, healthier life. Johnny Crowder is the founder and CEO of Cope Notes, and I met up with him to talk about what what he's created. And honestly, parents, I think every teen, every person who suffers from anxiety or depression or any mental health issue should have Cope Notes on their phone. Check this out. How did you come up with Cope Notes? Where did all this come from? It's a classic entrepreneur story of someone looking for something for a decade, realizing it doesn't exist, and then fashioning one out of pure frustration <laughs> that the option wasn't available before. Yeah, so how does it work? The way I picture it is that people are getting a text a day or like what's happening? Yeah, so we'll send a user one text a day, random time, you don't know when you'll get it or what it'll say. And these texts are psychology facts or advice or a question that you can respond and journal to. And over time, we're just trying to help you mold your brain into something that works with you instead of against you. Instead of us throwing someone on our back and carrying them, we want to make sure that we're putting them in a position where they can carry themselves. Because independence is the goal, right? When something happens, you don't want to turn to something and say, fix me. You want to go, I know what to do to handle this now. So the, the concept of it being cope notes, are you seeing this as a, a healthy coping mechanism? Or is this to replace the, the old bad ones? It's an answer to bad habits compounding on each other over time. So just like we can accidentally turn to the wrong thing over and over again, Cope Notes presents you with a new thing every day. So Cope Notes isn't the resource. We're connecting you with 150 other ways to think about what you're going through. So you can actually buy it for someone else and it starts showing up on their phone? So our gift subscription is one of our most popular options. And 
it you can personalize it you can say you know from mom love you or you can leave it anonymous and that person will start receiving the text messages right away what's the feedback been like johnny that's the part that's really been the most encouraging for me i think people have made massive decisions in life based on one of our texts and sometimes it's so clearly from the user's interpretation of the text it just mentions popcorn and someone checks themselves into rehab for an eating disorder is there a facebook page that people can check into your community we have a public facebook page it's just coke notes it should be pretty easy to find is this going around the world i got international listeners we're number one in australia number three in canada like are they going to be able to do this Yes. Believe it or not, even though you live in another country and it's text messages, you would think that it would be really complicated, but we have an international system set up. We're in 75 countries across the globe right now. So odds are wherever you live, we're already serving people in your country. That's Johnny Crowder, lead singer of Prison and the founder of Cope Notes. To activate your two free weeks of Cope Notes, go to beyondriskandback.copenotes.com. Dot com. That's beyond risk and back dot cope notes dot com. Go get your free two weeks. Okay, let's get back to the program. In the middle of, of the conversation that we were just doing, and I was breathing and I was trying to do it into the mic, you had talked about making sure that I was breathing from the middle of the chest versus upper chest and belly and maybe even lower and maybe even higher. Can you talk a little bit about what what's different from me breathing in the upper chest and in the belly versus yeah. the middle chest? Like, does it activate different parts of the brain? Does it heal different organs or is it just a different amount of breath? Yes. So what we need here, we have, like me in the past, when I used to breathe upper, those upper muscles get tired so quickly. So you're kind look, we have to imagine that breath, is a treasure. We have that treasure. Take it to how many millions of dollars you want. Yeah, whatever. Make it as a treasure. Do you want to use that treasure efficiently, wisely, so it reproduces wisdom, action, uh, creativity in life and helping others? Or you like want that like investing the breath, like like, example, like or you want to put that treasure under the bed, making a lump like this, make you sleep wrong and not doing anything about it. And one day they change the currency and you didn't do anything with that. Right. You know, just, yes, just thinking I'm alive. So when I say mid chest, it's because people usually, people who know how to breathe correctly, they're going to breathe deep and down. And this is the correct breathing we need to do. But I'm telling you that when you're anxious, your breath is going to be very up. So if I tell you go down, 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 it's going to be difficult for you to do it because already anxiety took you in a other level. So you remember at the beginning we said the best version of yourself. If you're anxious and you're doing... <laughs> so I'm taking you just a little bit down. Just go to middle chest, four of them, so you're not doing a big effort. And later in the fifth one, I sneak in a long one. So you understand, mm, that's good, isn't it? That's good. So, but then the anxiety is still there because with 20 connected breathing, we didn't solve it yet. 
So what I want you is to get conscious. We, we start our meeting in the International Breathwork Foundation when we have meetings with 20 connected beings. We, we, it's, it's just an exercise that you're going to give your brain the possibility to oxygenate a little bit more. Why? Because sooner or later, I want you to look, or if not, you connect me, we find somebody for you in your area, how you need to go and do the session, the proper session of conscious connected breathing. And this is one hour and a half to two hour session where you will go to your breathwork mentor and they're going to talk to you about what is conscious connected breathing. You're going to lie down in a nice um, yoga mat or a nice mattress and they will teach you how to do this conscious connected breathing for one hour approximately. Some people do it half an hour, 40 minutes or one hour, depending of what is the cycle, what is your cycle. Why we will do that? This is like you will be training yourself to breathe in that methodology for one hour weekly until you do 10 sessions. In 10 sessions, you're going to learn it and you'll take it home with you. This is what we're doing around the world. This is why we're training breathwork mentors to be all around the world. So you, nearby your home or nearby your house or in the center in your town, you will have a breathworker who can teach you that so you can take it home. I want you to have the 10 first, 10 first with a professional because there is different things that you can be facing and you need to be hold in that space, safe and hold with somebody holding the space for you until you learn how to do it. How did you, how did you learn all this? Where did this come from? Where did you start studying breath work, uh, etc.? Yes, that come from a beautiful man in the late 60s. His name is, he's from California, and his name is Leonard Orr. Bless you, Leonard, wherever you are now. And if you ever hear your name around and he's nearby your town, please go and meet him. He's a quite phenomenal person. And Leonard started um, his, his um, inquiry, his depth, is that encounter with life and with the superior. So he started his life being a seminarist, and then he changed, and he started being a seeker. And then into, through yoga lesson, he, bless you, he connected with the pranayama and the conscious breathing. And then he started practicing it in different ways. And he uh, started practicing this conscious connected breathing in warm water because he understood, he understood. I know later on in life, I said it, I say it in a different way because I've been working for 26 years. And I say, stress causes illnesses. Relaxation heals stress. We are all in agreement with that, yeah? And the third one is that Stress and relaxation cannot coexist at the same time, at the same place. So I want to make sure we repeat that. You said stress causes illness. Relaxation heals. Stress. That everybody, knows. that everybody knows that. Now, what, what many people don't know is that stress and relaxation cannot coexist. Or you relax or you stress. So he discovered that, and he discovered how to get to a deep relaxation. 
So he started doing it in warm water, stay in warm water, start breathing. They put some snorkel in those baths and they start breathing in warm water. And in that time, in the late 60s, beginning of 70s, they will be moving those baths from one place to another to practice until, we, until they went into dry breathing in the same way. Lie down, breathe consciously, connectedly, not the depth of the breathing when you're doing meditation because you will go to meditation or to sleep. More active, this is active, connected breathing. From there, there were many people working from what they learned from him or parallel to him in that time that was the discovery of many things, yeah, East and West merging, the transpersonal movement, SLM, all these things that you know so much about it. And then Leonard create what is the conscious connected breathing in our daily life. And this is a way how you're gonna lie down and with somebody holding the space for you, you're gonna heal what you interrupt in your childhood. Because when a child is scared, angry, frustrated, hold their breath. They hold their breath. You will never see a child who's terrified, who's breathing fully, because then he will not be terrified. She will not be terrified. Because breath is life. And life is possibilities. Yeah? We're connecting all the dots now. So, the conscious connected breathing methodology therapy is a somatic therapy because it will go into the body where we hold the pain when we were kids and we stopped breathing properly because of anger, fear, frustration, and you name it. So we're going to heal in the body what the body holds as a memory. And there as we grow and we face much more frustration, anger, and fear, and sadness, and grief, and loss, and with every one of those, we hold our breath. And is, we accumulate experience of loss and grief. Is there, so uh, I'm sure a lot of listeners don't know that I have practiced and taught, uh, especially to teenagers, um, a breathing process that allows you to uh, journey and see past lives and and have some pretty amazing experiences. Um, it's called rebirthing, and uh, it's it's a process that I've watched license and participated with licensed practitioners and and instructors, and have had a tremendous tremendous. I think I'll even call it hallucinatory experience of being an infant in this lifetime um, alone in the after being born, being in a giant room because I was born in 1969. I was in a giant room with lots of babies in it and there was no mother and there was no father and there was no nurses and there was no touching and I was very alone. And it's, a, it's an experience that I've held on to uh, my whole life. And it wasn't until I revisited the experience through a breathing process that I was able to understand why I do almost everything that I do. So I can personally attest to the power of guided breathing exercises and having a mentor and having a coach. Um, 
Now, now we come, we come from that. Aaron, Aaron, one minute. So we're talking about the same thing. Leonard Orr created rebirthing. Uh, oh, now I understand. Okay. <laughs> Nowadays we call it conscious connected breathing because many other groups took the name and use it in different way. Yes, but, they did. But, but I, yeah. Now that you mention it, why it was called rebirthing? Because you rebirth to a situation. But being held in a space that is safe for you, you rebirth to a situation that nobody obliges you to go there. You're breathing and you revisit it like Aaron, as a, a space of life that marks you. And because you feel safe, because the mentor, breathwork mentor is there and you feel safe, you dare to go to the other side of that experience. And this is why in that time they call it rebirthing. And because they used to do it a lot in water in that time. So the water will stimulate and many people have some intrauterine experience life or birth life. And that I want to remark about it, Aaron, because we're talking about early 70s. And that was huge for the psychology because in general, psychotherapeutically speaking, we work until the memory arrives. We we. In general, people will not ask you, how were you born? What is the story about pregnancy? Where was your mother? What happened in the world around your birth? And rebirthing and the conscious connected breathing adds all this information for me in the way how we do psychotherapy nowadays. For me, it's huge. And I think the world doesn't know the impact of this discovery. Alongside Leonard Orr, in that time, there is another phenomenal man, both of them still alive, I hope for long, long years. And we're talking now about Stanislav Krof. He created the holotropic breathwork. Wherever you find anything about Dr. Groff, please meet him. Do learn. Leonard Orr and Stan Groff still around us. They are in the U.S. They travel the world. And those are icons in our life, plus many more masters that had taught us and created things that nowadays we have transformed. Like in my case, I mix it with psychotherapy and I train breathwork mentors. So there is a lot of counseling in, and I do those training all around the world. There is I any... Uh -huh. Sorry. I, I want, it's okay. I want to, I want to, because we only have about 10 minutes left and I want to make sure we do accomplish two things. Number one... I want to make sure that parents know how to get in touch with you directly to come to one of your workshops or to follow your work. And number two, I'm wondering if you wouldn't give the parents listening to the show a breathing exercises, a breathing exercise, a simple one that will help them re improve their relationship. And I asked this because when you and I were talking in London, you talked about you know how how a conscious breathing process can can uh, help with sex. It can help with the connection piece between you and a partner, you and a spouse. So I want a little tidbit for for the parents right before we leave. But before that, can you talk about how people can connect with you and find you so that they can follow up with you directly? Yes. My website is www.violaedward.com. Edward is without S. I know many people make that mistake with me. So um, I'm in uh, Instagram as the Viola Edward. 
and I'm in Facebook as Viola Edward and LinkedIn too. And I'm all around. And if I'm not in your city for some months, I'm part of different organizations. One of them is the International Breathwork Foundation and Rebirth International and Transpersonal Psychotherapy. So we will have somebody nearby you that you can start to work with or you can organize for me or for somebody from my team and we'll come and do some training in your city. So we need to spread as much as possible this methodology around the world. And I'm just 60. I have a lot of energy and possibility to be around you and do those training. So, um, and also my base now is in Cyprus. You can come, you and your family or, or yourself, and we have tailor-made training depending on your need. Like we just have a, a colleague from Japan, is American, but he lives in Japan, and he said, please, Viola, I cannot come to Cyprus. Uh, so we create for him uh, the first 200 hours in one month's intensive training. And now he's in Japan just, teach, just practicing and working. So this is the idea. We'll, we'll create a tailor-made um, training for you. Now, um, for me, I have to tell you, I lived loss and grief for many years. I think I grieved my dad for 30 years. I was a very great child. I was very silent, nothing to do. Now I'm, I'm, I was writing about my life story. It's going to come out soon in a book called Anthology, Rough Road, Create Rough People. And I was talking about my story and how when we moved to Venezuela, I started being chatty and I survived and I become a woman at 13 to work and help the family. But how I hold that loss so many years. And then when I connected with therapy and then meditation and breath work and this combination together for that, this is what I do. I combine all these together today. And I remember that first breath conscious that being I was 34 for God's sake and feeling that I was alive and that I didn't need to die with my father live like that person and let him go in wow. peace when I connected with that I make the commitment that I'm going to share that in the world and this is what I do since then so since then, I had quit, transformed my job as a marketing manager in an insurance company, retrained because I have a lot of training from before because always I wanted to be psychotherapist and teacher. But since 1993, this is what I do all around the world. And I have seen many, many beautiful transformation. And I want you also to experience that. And with Aaron, we're going to do hopefully more programs about it. Oh, and we absolutely how, are. And see how um, I used to have a program called uh, Breath Connections. Maybe we have to fuse it with your program. I think so. And, and, and you know, we, and breath, we, you can take it to everywhere. For example, here again, a piece of my life story. Here again, here I am, a young person, conscious person, healthy, healthy. And then you get hit by many things. You could be, you could have a pregnancy that went very difficult or a delivery 
that went very difficult. Your sexual connection become a little bit more difficult than before. Uh, maybe you get hit by a menopause in a very early age. Maybe it took you time to reconnect with your body. Conscious connected breathing is your ally. You were very, uh, you were fascinated when I mentioned the breathing in sexuality. Well, guess what? Many times we love these men, we love these women, and we cannot unite our body together because of illness or because of accident. We should not abandon our bodies. We should not abandon the body of our partners. Even when we can't meet in an intercourse, how are we going to meet? with our eyes, with our touch, with our breath. Imagine sitting in front of your partner and just looking at each other's eyes and breathing. You inhale what he exhale or she exhale. And then he or she inhale what you exhale. And just create this orbit, conscious, connected breathing. Look at each other's eyes. Put your hand in your heart, another hand maybe in your belly or in his knee. It's not about making, taking you to be sexual when you're not ready to be sexual. It's about intimacy. It's about not abandoning the other one when you're going into a process. It's about going and having a shower together and, and just laugh and breathe together. It's about... That exercise, one in front of the other, breathing the orbit of conscious connected breathing. You want it more activated? Mouse, mouse, nose, nose, always the same one. If you're doing nose, inhale, exhale from nose. If you're doing mouse, inhale, exhale from mouse. Keeps the circulation going. Tears will come down. You, you, you will see your skin awaken. Sweats can come. Just that you're telling to your partner, I'm here. I'm here. Maybe my body now cannot, but my soul, my heart. My breath, my life is shared with you. This is what we need. Same thing with your child. Your baby, your baby girl, your baby boy is going into a drama, is going into an asthmatic crisis, is going, he falls, she falls. Take them in your arms, breathe while you take them to the hospital, to the doctor or to the nursery or to the, um, where, where you, you do the healing. Just hold them and breathe. What you're telling them with your breath, I'm alive. I'm conscious that I'm alive. You and me, we have infinite possibilities. I don't know if I have ever taken so many notes during a podcast before. I'm on two full pages of, of just writing down everything that, that you've talked about. And... You said you said something so potent about 
telling yourself that you're not dying with your father along with your father. And I really want my parents to learn how to ask themselves that question. Are you dying with your child? Because that's exactly what, what parents are terrified of is their child dying. And the whole while they're holding their breath, they're breathing shallow. They're not expanding their own life experience. Yeah. And so I think that, and, and it's a provocative statement. It's, it's a heavy statement to say, are you dying with your child? Because yeah. the, the, the whole point of all this information that, that I give to families is with an understanding that your child may not survive suicide attempt or drug use or serious mental health issues. And that's, that's a, that is why parents listen to this show. And somewhere along the way, someone has to be courageous enough to ask the parents, are you dying with them? I know it feels like it sometimes. But are you consciously staying alive? Are you focusing on the fact that you actually are breathing? And as you say, with, when there is conscious breathing, there are possibilities. And there are more thoughts. There are more thoughts you can have. There are more possibilities you can consider when, it, as it's coming time to make a choice about how to heal your child. Viola, this has been amazing. And you're absolutely right. We are going to have more Breath Connections conversations. Yes, yes. Um, this, is, this is amazing. And I think, I think this is why I called this Back to Basics, is because everybody says, oh, you just got to breathe. You just got to breathe. And you're bringing an understanding to why it is so important. So, Viola, thank you so much. I wanna, I wanna have you stay on the line while I sign off with my, with my families. But thank you for being on the show. You're welcome. And for parents who have their children with difficulties in drugs, with difficulties in mental health, I think being a parent is the most difficult role ever in life, ever. So I want to tell you, I understand. I, it's like sometimes I don't have words, sometimes how to console you, but I want to tell you that you have a life and many times we don't know why your child is going through what is going. Sometimes we can catch it, okay, he was born in that way or there were a war where we lived or some, but sometimes I want to tell you there is no explanation. We just don't know. We just don't know why this child is going through that. It's, it's just a lesson of life and you need to keep alive. You need to keep strong for your other children, for yourself, for life, and keep doing what you need to do. And I want to tell you, it's not your fault. Sometimes we can catch it that, oh, I did this, or I did that. But many times it's just not your fault. Whose fault it is, sometimes we don't know. We don't know. We just know what's next, what we have, to, what's now, what, what's the next, one step at a time. We are all just some breath away of getting into the best version of ourselves. So let's go there. Let's go there. And when we're there, we will have more challenges and then we will do it again. And then we will have more challenges and we will do it again. And I'm telling you, I was born in Iraq. Look how is Iraq. 
Then my mother is Lebanese. This is my other country. Look how it's Lebanon. Then I love Venezuela. I'm a Venezuelan. Look how it's Venezuelan. Was that my fault? All these countries, was that me? No, no. That's something I needed to learn or I have to learn. So let's keep breathing consciously. Let's keep connecting and let's keep doing every day our best to be in a sphere of sustainability, doing our best beyond all what happened and what the challenges that we face. This is what life is about. So well said, so well spoken. Hang on the line for a second. Parents, you, you, got, you, you, got, you got the basics. I, I mean, it's, 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 she's so smart and so wise. You got the basics of it, just this conscious breathing. I, I, <sighs> and look for me, look for me as Viola Edward or Kayana Training the art and the science of conscious connected breathing and let me work with so we've got viola edward.com on instagram she's the viola edward on facebook viola edward look her up parents follow through on this i want to thank Kristen walker the boss goddess of mental health news radio network as always such a great support such an amazing person my daughter maya for the marketing work she does uh, my son Dylan for the editing and for the music and for the parents who listen, like, subscribe, and share Beyond Risk and Back with other parents who are struggling. It's the point of the show is to help. It's get as many parents all the support they need. So thank you, parents, for making Beyond Risk and Back a number one parenting podcast. I want to thank my guest, Viola Edward, and we will be speaking to her again. Look for future shows. If you have seen Beyond Risk and Back on any of the five major social media sites, you can thank Your Cause Consulting. Your Cause Consulting specializes in marketing companies that have something going on bigger than just running their business. They have a cause. If you'd like to contact Your Cause Consulting, go to yourcauseconsulting at gmail.com. All the sound and the music was engineered and created by Deepin Productions. To reach Deepin Productions, go to deepinproductions at gmail.com.